What's up, everybody? We are back with the Oasis podcast. It's Brennan here, and I've got Ben. Yep. And I've got Jaina. Hi. And we've got a topic for you that it's coming. It's I think it's a great one. You know, I think it's one that's really necessary. But before we get there, people love to hear about other people and their families and when it goes good <laughs> and when it goes bad. So, Ben, how's your family been? You've got a n- new baby. You, yeah. You set that up like I have a specific story that something happened, <laughs> which usually does. I do, usually. And it's usually almost always about Alice. I just I just believe you can pull something up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Family's doing great. How's the new baby? <laughs> Otis. Uh, Otis is doing well. He is officially six weeks old. Uh, which is amazing. Dude, get him out of the house already. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to start moving around. Yeah. It's it's becoming ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he needs to start earning his keep for sure. What's I think the one of the hardest parts about. So I, I don't know if you guys know my children. Probably not. Most of you. Maybe some of you do. Wesley, who's my oldest, is the sweetest kid. Like okay. just the heart of gold. It's incredible. Um, Alice is a firecracker. She's absolutely a firecracker. It's hilarious. She flashed the entire church this last Sunday yeah. when we got Otis dedicated. Um, super funny. I thought it was funny. It's interesting, but that's her. And then Otis, we don't know what Otis is really going to be like. I think he's going to be a tank. Um, he's going to be he's going to be a bulldozer. But what's hard with having a new baby is that both other kids are adjusting really well, but Wesley is overbearingly like cuddly, mm. which if it's to me, awesome. I love cuddles. I want to cuddle all the time. Like I don't care if you're my when my kids get sixteen and if they want to hug, and like yeah, I'll cuddle. Yeah, let's do this. I don't care. I love it. Like <laughs> like it's just great. But he like when Otis is on the floor. Otis likes floor time and it calms him down in the morning. Like right when he wakes up six six thirty, get him changed, put him on the floor. He just chills. And when Wesley wakes up, he comes upstairs and he still has blankies, which I'm trying to work on. He still sucks his thumb. Ugh, trying to work on it. But he'll come up. He'll put the blankies right down by Otis. And then he'll get over Otis on all fours and get as close to his face as he can. <laughs> and I'm like in the bathroom or helping Alice get dressed and ready. Not watching the kid. Not at all. He's because he's Four six. Time. Well, he's six weeks old now. Four he can time. take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I come out and Wesley is like on top of him. What looks like he's laying on him, like killing my baby. But he's not. But it's <laughs> it's scary. The first couple of times I came out of the uh, hallway and I saw it, I may have freaked out horror movie right there <laughs> oh my goodness but it's because he loves him someone that's what's crazy control of that so household. think about this can you be too loving yes because he almost killed my baby yeah. my son loves Thanks. otis what did too otis much. think of it uh he was he was not happy yeah he i think he's a little like <laughs> abby walks. well i think he's a little like abby in that way where it's like don't touch me i believe that <laughs> so but Dana, family's doing great <laughs> Dana, anything crazy in your life? New new kids? <laughs> no new children. No, nope. <laughs> no children at all. No new ones. No. It's good. Thank you for clarifying. How's your dog? My dog is good. Yeah. She, there's a guy that works for my landlord that's here painting my garage. So she's really distraught that there's someone outside all day long. Mm. It's that's, really obnoxious. That's tough. You got to protect your, your land. I know. She man. wants to like bark through the window at him. I'm like, stop. It's the little wiener dog defending the property. Oh, she thinks she's like a bulldozer. Yeah. She thinks she's massive. But if you get close to her, she'll shy away. She was like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I got nothing going on either. So I'm glad some stuff's going on in your (laughs) life, Ben. uh, You guys didn't get a dog yet? 
No. We're why, why is that? We'll talk about that on another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Are dogs biblical? I don't know. I guess we'll get to it in uh, we next get week. There. Our, well, oh, pets. Do all dogs go to heaven? Mm, here we go. Depends who you ask. <laughs> all right, let's get to the, the conversation topic. We're doing... We're doing our, do people go to heaven? Hey! <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing, are you a Christian? Uh, so, really, the heart of this topic comes from the idea that in the Midwest, or wherever you're listening, like even if anywhere in the north part of America, probably, anywhere avoiding the coasts, you can ask the question to a bunch of people that are you a Christian question, and probably a majority of them would give you a yes in, in our context. Um, but... That doesn't necessarily mean much anymore. The term Christian has lost a ton of weight to our culture, our context, and just people in general. So we kind of wanted to come in on this conversation and to you listening, give you some background or some evidence to answer a question like this or to walk someone through a question like this, not necessarily as an evangelism tool, but just for like a, yeah, just to have a good conversation around the topic. So we'll start with... When when you guys have asked someone or been asked or heard other people ask the question, are you a Christian, what are the responses you get? Like, I'm sure it's all over the board, but let's hear some of them. I think probably the most common is, yeah, I go to church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. People love yeah. the yep. church Christian. Yep. Yep. Go to church. <clears throat> baptize. I was baptized mm-hmm. as a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that yep. all the time, too. Yep. Or I went through confirmation. Confirmation's a yep. good one. Yeah. Particularly out here, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's confirmation for maybe someone that's not listening? So the real, <laughs> real <laughs> definition of confirmation is you're confirming the baptismal vows that your parents made for you when they baptized you as a baby. And so you take these vows about growing up following Jesus, or your parents take these vows saying we're gonna we're gonna raise this child to follow Jesus, to to love him, to love people, to be associated with the church. Um, and so they take those vows. So when you get confirmed, you're confirming that, yes, I'm also basically, you're taking those same vows. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think some other ones that people say is like, I believe in God. Yeah. Or it's like, are you a Christian? Well, yeah, I believe in God. And they equate the two. Or even, I pray. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, are you a Christian? Like, of course. Yeah, I pray. And it's like, well, okay, well, what does that mean? What is, so is there a yeah. right response to that question? I think the right response is, you know, I don't know if I'm a Christian, but I'm spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! (laughs) Which is a real thing. Which is a real thing that a lot of people say. I'm not really, I'm not really religious, but I'm spiritual. And I mean, it's it, it plays itself different in the Christian world where I'm not really religious, but I have a relationship with Jesus, and that's maybe. I mean, I I would push back a little bit. Yeah, that's quite not as not as extreme, but still. Yeah, it became it became who who came out with that video. I know you know the name, but maybe Jeff Petke. Okay, yeah. He came up with a video, oh, like, yeah. Why I Hate Religion, mm-hmm. something like that. Wrote a book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's got some good things to say. I wouldn't, I, they, it's an aggressive statement. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is there a right response to, how do you know if you're a Christian? Or are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. I would say, yes, there is a right response. I think it comes down to, yes, the relationship with God aspect, but it's full faith and trust in Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection and payment for your sin. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks you the question, get out your notebook and yeah. recite them the three <laughs> sentences to, that's, yeah, I believe in God, I believe in the Father. Like, that's what makes it difficult, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. It's like, are you a Christian? It's like, because people can say yes, I've, I, I, don't, I don't like the question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go that way. Mm-hmm. I don't like the question. I would rather have us be intentional in asking each other and asking people either 
because we know them. Hey, how's your how how's your faith walk? How's your relationship with Jesus? Like pushing that way. Like, are you a Christian? Gives them the opportunity to say, "Well, I go to church." Not mm-hmm. not anything close to like, "Hey, do you trust Jesus? Do you have a relationship with God?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I think it probably goes back to that idea that Christians kind of lost its its meaning mm-hmm. in today's society. So when we get all those responses, we kind of have somewhat of a right response. What does it look like to become a Christian? Let's just start at the beginning. And if someone you wanted to walk through this process, or you yourself need to walk through this process, and you need to figure out, okay, are you a Christian? Where's the start point? Like, when do you become a Christian? Should we go through when we we would say we think we became a Christian? Yeah, you can. Let's do want. that. Yeah, let's yeah. let's go there, and then I think because because I don't think that has a specific answer. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I think going through this process will be good okay. and helpful. Ben, in a, in a brief So for me, story. there we are. For, yeah. <laughs> I'm a brief because yeah, yeah, I'm not Ben's He story. knows me too much. Um, briefly, I know I became a Christian uh, a night in late September when I said yes to Jesus. <laughs> Very, I mean, that, that was it. And that was, I know at that moment, even though there were moments, even at that time, I didn't believe it, but I knew at that moment that even as I look back, like I was in relationship with God, I was yes, going to be with him in heaven one day. Um, I had experienced now just a real understanding that I'm called his son. And it happened a specific moment and specific night in September in 2006 for me. Mm-hmm. So before that, would you have claimed Christianity? Yes, 100%. Okay. But I know I wasn't. Yeah. So, as again, as I look back. Which, mm-hmm. yes. We'll get into that a little bit more. Yep. Jaina? Thanks. I don't feel like mine's quite as clear cut. I mean, I grew up in the church. Um, I had that official like moment of accepting Jesus into my life in like first grade, and I was baptized like the year after. So I did all that super young, um, but then kind of feel like the relationship I had with God was kind of like we were surface level acquaintances for many many years, mm-hmm. probably until middle school or high school when I kind of started to explore that more. But mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to share because I don't think I think from the majority of people it's not clear cut. So that's why I think that's a hard question I say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for me, it was like in high school where I started to get an interest back in Christianity and I started to explore for myself and over a, a period of probably a couple months made a for sure decision. So it was later in life, kind of like Ben, but still not clear cut like Ben where there was one night. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one night that was like powerful, but I don't think that was the night I made a decision, you know. Yeah. It was it was a gradual process for me, but which I think majority of people go through mm-hmm. the process. So what are the pieces of that process that we're, yeah. you're looking for or that should be involved, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think it starts with an understanding of sin. And so okay. sin yeah. is anything that I'm doing uh that <laughs> hurts God that is against mm-hmm. God. Uh sin we would say are those things that separate us from relationship with God to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like recognition, like I'm sinful. I have a broken relationship with God because of my sin that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a recognition that you can't fix it yourself. Three, it's Jesus paid and fixed it for yeah. you on the cross and through his resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then it's trust in that reality of that he paid it for me. And it's so it's a movement of recognizing sin, turning away from it, knowing you, you've broken God's heart, that mm-hmm. you've, you've got a broken relationship, and then into Jesus fixed that relationship, and now it's trusting to him, now it's living for him, and there's mm-hmm. a whole process after that that, that yeah. we go through. That's super good. And he, he, he just paraphrased a couple of verses from Romans. I mean, Romans yeah. 3.23, everybody sinned, and then Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin is death, the recognition mm-hmm. of the danger and, and power that sin has over your life, and then the free gift of, through Jesus Christ, of God being eternal life. 
And that's Romans 6.23 that Ben's given to you. So you guys can look at that and walk through that. And But he just explained it really well. Um, Jane, do you think there's any other pieces of it? Or is there another way to put it when it's talking about becoming a Christian for the first time? Um, I mean, I feel like that um, seems like most of it. I mean, a lot of people will add an element of repentance of that sin. Yep. Um, so part of the process I walked through with the, the children's pastor that prayed with me was a recognition of sin and then a repentance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, and that's uh, continuing in the Romans yeah. Yeah. idea. It's mm-hmm. in Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus yeah. is Lord um, yeah. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's do some if, if statements. Love Are you a Christian if you didn't have a one-night moment or a one moment where you're like, this is the, I now have a savior that's Jesus. Yeah. If you don't have that moment, I don't think you know Jesus. <laughs> no, not at all. No. And I, th- I hate that. I think a lot of the church and a lot of people think they have to have that moment mm-hmm. or even worse. I think what's, I don't know, worse is a right, is a right response or answer. But I don't like that people think they have to have a, a huge dramatic yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise it's like, then they, they have this reality that mom, my, my, faith in my relationship with Jesus isn't as bold or real or, or, or genuine because I don't have this dramatic story. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Like, I, I've had friends who've come up to me, and this is going off topic a bit, but my, one of my best friends who helped me come to know Jesus at one point, like, I think a year and a half after I gave my life to Jesus said, like, I wish I had your story, Ben. And it's like, I wish I had yours. Mm. <laughs> like, I wanted parents who loved me enough to share the gospel with me, to share yeah. Jesus with me, that I'd grow up in a Christian Oof, home. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, you don't have to. Like, I love people who have a process, who like, they went through it at, at kindergarten and are still going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Sometimes we want the the oh, glamour, the mm-hmm. glory story, Man. but we don't want to recognize the hurt and the pain that it caused to get to that moment of yeah. miraculous God power. So what about, are you a Christian if you've never been baptized? Yeah. I like think you, maybe you, there's, I think you can, you can be a Christian. I think there's a further conversation in that of, why haven't you been baptized? What does that mean to you? Like even teaching into why yeah, we why we do good. baptism mm-hmm. and what good. it means. So, yeah, you can be a Christian without being baptized, but there's a further conversation. It's yeah, and our biblical okay. evidence for yeah. that is thief on the cross next to Jesus yeah. was mm-hmm. with Jesus in paradise, never got yep. baptized. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. super good. Is there other ones where you guys are like that first moment of Christianity where you got an if statement? You got anything, have there other questions like that? Mm-hmm. I think there's probably a ton more out there, and if you guys need to ask us, hit us in our DMs yeah. on Insta. But <laughs> Yeah, there's more. I just can't think of any. We'll, we'll come back to it if you think of another one. But all right, so you're in the initial kingdom of heaven. You've crossed the line into salvation. <laughs> you, you've become a Christian. Let's say you're there. What does it mean to then be a Christian, to continue to answer that question of are you a Christian faithfully? So is, is there things you should see? Is there stuff you should do? Are there actions you should take? What, what, what are the steps here? Yeah, I mean, there are multiple things that we even read through scripture that help us understand actually evidence of being not just a Christian, but of being in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the prom- first promises that we get from Jesus, once you give your life to Jesus, surrender to him, have put your faith and trust in him is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And with the promise of the Holy Spirit is this continual act and, and pushing into of, of surrendering more of who you are, your wants, your desires, your needs, to more of who God is and picking up this reality of surrendering to know, God, I want what you want. God, uh, I desire what you desire. God, I want to be passionate about what you're passionate about. That's the Holy Spirit working within you. And we'd call that 
like, and then ultimately bearing fruit mm. and the fruits of the spirit, which you get in Galatians um, five. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, kindness. Uh, that are those are evidence of having the spirit, which is mm-hmm. evidence of being in relationship with God. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you said it, but the John fifteen. I mean. Yeah. Where it's just you remain in Jesus, you're connected to Jesus, you are a Christian, and you will bear fruit. So here's how yeah. to. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So the so, evidence is the fruit. How to bear fruit is stay connected. He said, Jesus said, I'm, oh, I'm the vine, you're yeah. the branch. Stay connected to me. But it's, it's not an if me. statement. It's it will happen. It's a yeah. will happen yes. statement. So Which is you, why I think we can be bold enough to say you. it's a good It's a good test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you're staying connected to Jesus, you'll mm-hmm. bear the fruit. Yeah. And no, the fruit that you define from Galatians 5 is a super good benchmark not necessarily all the other things the church wants to put on it but mm-hmm. maybe just some of those character things that Absolutely. the holy spirit is changing in you yeah jana what do you think yeah i mean thinking along those same lines like the church wants to put on you have to do x y and z to be a christian but those things are really how you stay close to jesus that's mm. good you know like i want to say oh you have to read your bible or you have to pray to be a christian it's like you do those things because you are trying to stay close to jesus so we mix the so a little bit. you would say that they're not like conditional, like if you don't read your Bible or would you go that far? You know, like if you don't read your Bible ever, are you still a Christian? That was one of the if statements. Yeah. I, get I mean, I think that if you're not reading your Bible, you're not staying close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you're not continuing that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think it's bold to say you're not a Christian because yeah, I can't make that judgment That's for it, anyone. Yeah. Yep. But but again, if you are a Christian, if you are in that relationship with God that he calls us to when mm-hmm. we choose to be his, that then you will be doing those things because that's how we stay close to him. Yeah. But the church says, I think, makes it very more black and white and straightforward mm-hmm. than I think it really is, or they don't explain it well. Mm-hmm. And I think you could probably even go super simple on this question. To be a Christian is to have faith in Jesus yeah. and to live like Jesus, to love Jesus. If you have faith in Jesus, that means you believe what he did for you, to die on the cross right to take the penalty you deserve for your sin. And if you if you believe in that, your life will look different. Mm-hmm. You'll start to love God. You'll pursue holiness. You'll pursue the fruits of the Spirit. You'll want to do things that glorify and bring happiness to your Heavenly Father because of what yeah. He did for you. Mm-hmm. And that and that even goes on to, like, growing to, to hate sin. Yeah. yeah. Like, as Christians, if you're going to answer the question, if you're going to continue to be faithful to answer the question, question yes, that you're a Christian— you should be growing, one, in love for Jesus, but also, mm-hmm. two, in hate for sin. Yep. The thing that God has, Jesus himself died on the cross that you could be free from, you shouldn't ch- take those chains on. Like, you shouldn't want that in your life if you're a Christian. So I know Ben could probably play even more into that. No, that's perfect. Place. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and, and again, this is not about perfection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where's your motive in your heart? when you're pursuing Jesus, wanting to live a life fully surrendered to him. And even as Brendan just said, it's, and John Wesley said it in a, in a, as a paraphrase, is once you get that initial like taste of grace, that initial reality that you, the, the, the burden of sin is so heavy, but Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection takes that burden on himself so you can have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. there becomes this movement and this reality in your soul that you want to just you want to do things that God's asking you to do mm-hmm. because you've recognized the love that, that he had and his heart for you. <clears throat> and so to grow in disdain and, and hate even sin is not about having to be perfect. It's about pursuing perfection like God calls us to, becoming more like Jesus with the motive and understanding that like when I do sin, I hate that, mm-hmm. but I know I've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, repentance is that. It's the, it's, it's the reality of I 
not just have sinned. I'm not just asking for forgiveness, but I, I hate this sin so much because I know it, it, it hurts God when mm-hmm. I do it that I want to turn away from it and mm-hmm. run towards Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's super good. So let's do some more of the if questions. So are you a Christian if you are continuously living in sin? So like you have a sin in your life, you guys put the name to it, and you, one, maybe aren't actively trying to get rid of it or can't get rid of it. What do we think? Are you a Christian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm going to say I'm never going to play God and say you're not. Because mm. I don't know the battle and, and, and I think just the hardship that is some people's temptations. Mm. I think what, what, we can, what would be a red flag is <clears throat> if there's a recognition of sin that I don't want to change. Mm. That's the red flag for me. And that's where we need to have a conversation. Yeah, I'll so never good. still go to the point of you're not one. But if, if we can't have a conversation about, okay, let's let's try to find some well. Let's figure out what's going on in your life. And if you don't want to change, that to me is there's some evidence there of something negative. Yeah. Uh, and let's have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But it's not up to us to judge who's a Christian or not. It's up to us as followers of Jesus and brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage one another to continue to pursue Jesus. Mm-hmm. So are you a Christian if you're not involved in church? Maybe you don't go, maybe like you've never gone, but you read your Bible, you pray, you, you, you profess Jesus, he's an active part of your life, but you've never, church just isn't your thing. I think it's hard for Jesus to be an active part of your life if you're not a part of community. Mm. So again, not going to say you're not a Christian, but that's just you're living in disobedience, mm-hmm. 100% living in disobedience. So if they, so the, 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 the conversation there to me is very simple. It's for some reason in their mind, they don't think it's an actual sin to not be in community. Paul tells us in the in in the word like do not give up meeting together mm, yeah, like we Hebrews can't we so we cannot live this faith this walk in relationship with God and Jesus without each other and without community we are created to be in relationship with each other mm-hmm. so to me it's there's a miss then of you don't think it's wrong you think it's yeah not wrong to not be in community it's like okay we need to have that conversation because you're wrong <laughs> yeah yeah um, but again won't go as far as to say you're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right I got one last one are you a Christian if you don't do stuff the Bible says. You're not pursuing works like James maybe talks about. Yeah, I feel like it's the same conversation as far as being obedient. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love the verse four, John fourteen twenty one. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. I mean, that's as straightforward as Jesus right. can put it. Right. Like, if you love Jesus, you will follow his commands, yeah. which, I mean, James is saying it, but James is taking that teaching from Jesus, saying, <clears throat> James two seventeen. Faith by itself, if not accompanied by works, is dead. And he's talking about these combination of the two things where the faith is eliciting you to do things that Jesus and God are asking of you to feed the homeless, to care for the widows, to take care of the lowly, those kind of things, where it's not the saving aspect, but it is the backside, like Jana was saying. It's how you stay close to Jesus. It's how you come alongside and you show that your faith is active and alive because you're doing what he's asked of you. Yeah. You love him. Yep. So, yeah, it's super good. Yeah. All right. Are you a Christian? That's the conversation right there. At the end here, is there anything you guys feel like you need to add to, to clarify this conversation for anybody listening who is Christian or isn't a Christian, maybe even? Uh, a lot of things. I mean, really, <laughs> that come to mind. Um, if you, I feel like this whole conversation surrounds assurance of salvation. So salvation, the idea of right being saved, um, we would say salvation is you are saved once you've trusted, have faith in Jesus's life, death, and resurrection for payment of your sin. <clears throat> and so 
assurance in that is the reality that the payment Jesus made was enough for every sin, past, present, and future. And so believe that, live that, and know that. Um, and then the second thing would be the idea you, you mentioned a little bit, first repentance and continual repentance. Mm. So if you know you're a Christian, you know you're in relationship with God when you first repented, saying, I recognize my sin, I'm running away from it, and Jesus, I'm running towards you, and mm. I want to be in relationship with you, and I That's thank you good. for what you've done for me. But then to be continue to be a Christian is continual repentance, continuing to lay yourself down, get rid of selfishness, to get rid of sin and pursue the things of God. Yeah. That's so. super good. And I love... What Ben continually said to the if converse, to the if questions, where it was have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, and he taught me that probably a year and a half ago when I was having <laughs> some big questions about different things about Oasis and and when you love someone or have a relationship with someone and you're questioning if they're a Christian or what their allegiance to Jesus looks like go have a conversation. There's not a better opportunity for you to share mm-hmm. the gospel, to come alongside someone and show them you love them than to ask them about some of the things that you see in their life. Just We've come to the point where we'll just assume yes. and we mm-hmm. won't even ask people yep. that we, we care about and we love, friends and family. So And yes, conversations about religion can get awkward. Weird. Yeah. But super weird. Not having the conversation is not loving. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't love that person if you're not willing to talk to them about the things that you care about most. So I love that piece that you've added in there. And I think that's probably, if we could advocate for one thing at the end of this, give your life to Jesus, but (laughs) have conversations with people that are healthy and show you love them. Yeah. Yeah, and go and go at that conversation, not in a, I have to change them, but I I love them and want the Mm -hmm. best for them. Yeah, let's see where their heart's at. Yeah, let's see where this goes, you know. Sweet, guys. We did it. Are you a Christian? It's a big conversation. It's a big topic. And we just pray that it helped you in some way, whether it gave you clarity on where you're at with Jesus or it gave you clarity on how to pursue um, that conversation with someone else. Uh, We just really do hope that this was a blessing for you as a podcast and that you can use it practically in your life. Other than that, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.